0: Merry Eighth Day of Christmas. I mean, yeah, Happy New Year and all that as well. But the secular New Year is actually a leftover from the days of the Roman Empire. It simply doesn't exist on the Christian calendar. Seven days ago, we celebrated the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. And since this is the eighth day, that means we are celebrating... His circumcision. Did you know that we had a church holiday specifically to honor the ritual, surgical snipping of baby Jesus? It always falls on January 1st. But in a congregation our size, we don't tend to celebrate it very often because we don't usually have weekday services. However, I have a book of common prayer. Oh, I didn't bring it with me. The book of common prayer, it's in your pew, it specifies on page 16 that when the Feast of the Holy Name falls on a Sunday, it overrides the usual Sunday readings and prayers. This won't happen again until 2034, by the way, so enjoy it now. But how do we enjoy this day? Isn't this an odd thing to be celebrating? Well, it's the Feast of the Holy Name. So what's in a name? What does your name mean? Do you know its etymology? Have you looked it up to learn more? Are there family stories about how you were named? Hey, remember this after the service, when those of us here are invited downstairs for coffee and snacks. This could be a great conversation topic. Where does your name come from? What does it mean? Well, according to Luke's gospel, Mary named her son Jesus because that was the name the angel instructed her to use. In Hebrew, the name is Yeshua, and it means he saves. There was another Yeshua in Israel long before that. At the time of our reading from the book of Numbers, there was the Hebrew general, Joshua. But the focus of today's reading is on Moses, who receives a direct message from God. God gives Moses the words of a blessing to share in turn with his brother Aaron. Aaron and his sons will be the first priests of Israel. By the way, the Hebrew word Kohen means priest. So to this day, when you meet somebody with the last name Kohen, you're meeting a descendant of Aaron. The blessing the priests are given is one of the most beloved blessings we know, and we still use it today. I'll paraphrase it here to make a couple points. May God bless and preserve you. May God's face shine upon you and show favor to you. May God look directly at you and give you peace. We often confuse the word blessing with success or ease in life, or at the very least, some degree of comfort. We probably intend it that way most of the time when we use it. But in this context, to be blessed simply means that God sees you. Now, when I say God sees you, I don't mean God is spying on you like Santa Claus or a creepy elf on the shelf, just to make sure you're not being naughty, No, God is always holding your soul in life. To be blessed means to be seen, truly seen by God. Not to be seen as one in a crowd, part of a community, seen in general. No, it means to be seen specifically for who you are. Being seen is one of the fundamental things people need to thrive if you've ever felt like a cog in a machine, like you just existed to serve the needs of others, then you have felt a distinct lack of blessing. If you've ever felt less appreciated than a sibling or a classmate or a coworker, and then suddenly been given the gift of direct attention from somebody important, maybe that gave you new energy. And if the creator of the universe sees you, really sees you, and smiles and says, I love you, well, then you know your life matters. That is one way of being saved. We've talked a lot in the past decade about whose lives really matter and how we know. The rallying cry, Black Lives Matter, was a powerful call to truly see black Americans as human beings. The entire purpose of the slogan was to shout, please stop killing us. But it led some white folks to push back, indignantly shouting, all lives matter, as if to give overdue attention to some people's lives meant that their own would inevitably be neglected. That didn't necessarily follow, and it came from a perspective of scarcity, a place of lack of trust in government in particular to be helpful to all of us instead of playing favorites. It makes psychological sense, and we can project this out to a cosmic level. It's both easy and logical to proclaim God loves everyone, but how does that help me? especially when I'm hurting. We need to recognize that when God shows favor to somebody, that's not the same as God saying, you're my favorite. God gave Abraham a new name and called him into the covenant of circumcision. God wrestled with Jacob and gave him the new name Israel. God chose the Israelites to carry out the task of revealing God's nature to all the peoples of the world. And then, when the time was right, God chose Mary. God chose Mary to become no less than the mother of God. Only one person could do it, and Mary accepted the call. Her life was given new meaning. But that doesn't mean that anybody else's life means less. We all have a name, and God calls us by name. In this entire 12-day Christmas season, we celebrate in a concrete way the blessing God bestowed on Israel. We Christians are those who look at Jesus and perceive that he is wearing God's face. He lifts up that divine face looks us squarely in the eye, and sees us for who we are. He looks at us and loves us. He calls us into bold, loving action in the world. Have you seen Jesus looking at you and blessing you? Have you heard Jesus calling your name? When he gets your attention, what will come next? An invitation to grow, to change what you've been doing, or to establish what you've been doing anyway and put down some roots. Regardless, Jesus doesn't love you for the work you do. Jesus loves you because you are you, the most excellent individual you are now and continue to become. Ideally, I'd love to stop now and look in the eyes of everyone in this room and say your names one by one. I don't have time, and I don't even know all the people in this room yet. I hope to, and I don't know who's worshiping with us online, so that wouldn't really work. The thing is, though, such a blessing doesn't come from me, your priest. The blessing comes from God, through Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus is the one who, though co-equal with God, surrenders all that and comes to be with us so that not only can God see us with real biological eyes, but we can all see that God sees us. If you have had this experience, then let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. If you have been blessed, don't exploit that blessing and don't hoard it. Turn around and use God's blessing of you to bless others. To look at them directly. To see them for who they are. After all, this is what we all truly want and need in life. To be known by name. To be invited in to be given good work to do for the sake of others. Not just to be comfortable, because mere comfort can be deadly to the soul. Sometimes we need to be made uncomfortable, to be pushed a little, but always, always loved. You are always, always loved. You, the individual, Not the room in general. Not the church in general. God loves you. God names you and blesses you. Now, in the year of our Lord, 2023, what will you do about that? May God bless and preserve you. May God's face shine upon you and show favor to you. May God look directly at you and give you peace. Amen.